A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Um, we are all here as representatives and fans uh, in our own way of, of football clubs, all uh, who will be impacted by the talk of this breakaway European Super League. I'm Paul Machin. Uh, alongside me is Chris Pajak of Redmen TV. We've got Mark Goldbridge of the United Stands. We've got Flav from the Fighting Cock. We've got Rory Jennings, who almost needs no introduction in and of himself. Uh, Robbie Lyle of AFTV and Steve McInerney of Esteemed Company. Um, I mean, it's mad. We've all been sat here for sort of 10 minutes or so getting this all set up. And, you know, I, I think we've all been having the same conversations we've all been having amongst our friends and, and family and, 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 and the, you know, the, the audiences and what have you over the last day or so. Um, but we're going to try and, and get stuck into it and kind of see how everyone feels on all this. And um, Robbie, I'll I, I start with you, mate. I, I, I've, I've never seen anything like this in my entire life. I've, I have no... Like I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. I can't wrap my head around it. it's real. I've got no life experience that I can compare to. It, it just feels like, like if if it feels like something's been stolen almost. Yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm still disgusted by the whole thing. I'm angry. You know, you would have thought that you know a club like Arsenal, um, we we haven't been in the Champions League for a couple of seasons. So you know, you you should be you'd have think to yourself, well. You, Maybe we should be happy because it guarantees that we'll be in it every year. But no, for I'm an Arsenal fan and I love my football club. I've supported them since the 80s. But first and foremost as well, I'm a football fan. And how is this fair? How do you look a Leicester fan in the eye, a West Ham fan in the eye right now? Because remember, we're talking about big six. Those two occupy the Champions League places at the moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, we, you know, it's absolutely... Ridiculous. And I, I just look at the owners of our club at Arsenal. For years and years on AFTV, we've been complaining about these guys. And the fans in general have been complaining about these owners. They never, ever engage with the fans. They, you know, they just do what they want. And this is just another example. And it's no surprise that four of the six clubs are owned by American owners. And this format is like an American sort of sports format where basically there's no promotion, no relegation. You're involved in it. Big TV money. You all chop it up together and share it. It's a cartel. It's a cartel what they're looking to do. This is not how our football runs. And I'm just utterly disgusted by it. No consultation whatsoever with the fans. Nothing. And I was really interested actually even yesterday to hear that Jurgen Klopp um, was saying that the players didn't even know about it. So the two most important people to do with football, players and fans, have had no consultation on something that's going to impact them 
like this. And I think it's it's an utter disgrace. And I feel ashamed right now of my club. I, I, I see them put out something earlier on about um, stopping abuse online, which I 100% are behind. Mm-hmm. But I can't even take it seriously coming from yeah. them. Mm. I can't take anything now. I, I mean, even if they reverse this decision, I don't know if I can look on them the same way anymore yeah. because I feel like... I, I, honestly, I've been betrayed by my own club. I think that's. I think the betrayal thing's really interesting. And Flav, I want to come to you. And look, I want to make a point because the, uh, doubtless people do because it's YouTube and there'll be YouTube comments. And I'm sure you've received more than your fair share of banter around this, Flav. And we do this with you on general shows and what have you that we, you know, with Tottenham. But I know that I, I know you personally and how you, you know we've been friends for for a number of years and how your approach to football. You've always kind of been a little bit different to all of us. You know, it's you've never really bought into the the. the that you've never really enjoyed the capitalist side of football, you know, the big sponsors, the big side of things. You know, you've always liked the grassroots side yeah. of it. I mean, Tottenham's inclusion. What? What? How does that? How does that? I, I can't how see that sits with you at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, but no, but that's but that's the obvious joke. But I mean, uh, you know, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. No, it's sorry, fine. Looking get it out of the way. It's fine. Everyone's thinking it. Sorry. Uh, it's um, <laughs> the uh, look. The reason. Look, first off, I, I'm a sh- I, like Robbie. I'm ashamed. I'm absolutely ashamed. I wasn't surprised when I saw Tottenham Hotspur as a part of that that six because I understand the way our chairman works and the business behind our football club. And the really the shameful thing about this is this, and, and the thing that's most abhorrent is is the fact that it removes competition away from it. So you can get the mm-hmm. biggest amount of capital return in return for doing the least amount of um, work and earning it, right? But the reason why Tottenham Hotspur, and this is the most interesting inclusion in it, the reason why Tottenham Hotspur are in this is because we're ranked in the top 10 most, richest, uh, most valuable clubs in the Forbes list, right? Yeah. We generate the money and we generate the global audience that makes us worthy of a place in it. It has nothing to do with football. It has nothing to do with the players. It has nothing to do with the manager. It's about how well has club has the club been branded globally. And, you know, I, I, you know, I enjoyed it. I'm grateful for once the Premier League and Sky Sports are on the right side of the fight, but they're a part of the problem. They have been a part of the problem for a long, long time due to all the amazing work that the Premier League done of of rebranding the game in the initial breakaway league that happened in 1992. Let's not forget that. That The Premier League was a breakaway league from the Football League. That happened. There were five clubs involved in that breakaway club, Tottenham being one of them, Liverpool. uh, I can't remember the others, but there was five clubs involved. And they engineered a greater take of the football income to, in order to have a Premier League breakaway, right? That has laid the foundations for what's happening now. So no one should be surprised. But it's, it's, it doesn't make it mean it's less palatable when, when it happens. It's horrible to take. But this yeah. has been heading this way. And, and if, if you need proof that fans don't matter, that the players don't really matter, and only the owners matter, then this is it. And that's why this feels yeah. like the kind of final fight. This feels like the one, if we lose this one, then football is fucked. I, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with that, Rory. I want to kind of get your take on this. You know, uh, you know. I suppose you know, and obviously, uh, some of this will apply to, to some extent to City and, and and Steve as well. So I'll get your take on it as well. But obviously, Chelsea are uh, became the sort of 
poster child for the for the for the the, the speeding up of this process of money coming into the more money coming into the Premier League, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, I know you've spoken in the past about uh, you know maybe just in, in passing conversation with myself about like a split in Chelsea's fan base of like there's the global Chelsea fans who don't go to the game and would never go to the game who have a little bit of contempt for people who do and those kind of things. You know, what's your what's been your take and what's been your your if you had your finger on the pulse of Chelsea fans, what what would you think the reaction's been? I mean, it's been unanimously hostile to this. I think if there's one thing that has pulled everyone together, it's this abhorrent news. Like, people are livid, and rightly livid. Um, I think what's very disappointing uh, from Chelsea, and, and this is twofold. Firstly, you know when there was a fit, pretty much a duopoly in the, Premier, in the Premier League? So Arsenal and Manchester United were the teams that were winning the Premier League. Chelsea managed to break into that. Chelsea managed to become another team and make ourselves relevant. What we're effectively doing now we've managed to break in and become relevant is pull the ladder up and say, nobody else can do that. We've done it. Yeah. We've got into the club, but you're not allowed, which is so hypocritical and so disgraceful. And the other thing, which I just find so out of order, is, okay, all, all well and good, Chelsea are in it, fine. Imagine if this had been created three decades earlier. In fact, if, imagine if this had been created at any point between 1972 and 1997. Chelsea are nowhere near it. And yet yeah. we are happy to, to form our own club, head off with the big boys, and pretend that this is, this is the right thing to do. Chelsea have managed to do something that I thought would be truly impossible. We've managed to put a, put a statement on our website and not have one word on that statement from anyone associated with Chelsea. Chelsea had the audacity to put a quote from Joel Glazer. Yeah. Is that just the Talking most the thing you've ever heard? Yeah. Pathetic, isn't it? Absolutely pathetic. Um, it's, it's the same for me, man. It's like, I mean, it's weird to think that even just over a decade ago, I wouldn't be sat here now in this conversation with you guys because Man City simply wouldn't be there. And I'd be an adult at that point. Well, I wouldn't be some kid, you know, just looking up at Manchester City. I'd be, I, I would have already accepted Manchester City as a large part of my life at that point. So it's weird to think that um, we are pulling up that drawbridge and we we, we are, uh, you know, writing off the potential futures. And, and I'm not trying to be melodramatic here, but it is as deep as that, in my opinion. We are writing off the potential futures or, or, or at least the competitive level of football for the likes of Leicester, West Ham, Everton, all these teams of a rich football heritage and history. And the one thing I want to say is I, I'm aware that um, I'm aware that fans were relatively hypocritical. We did sit there and we enjoyed the Premier League and all this kind of stuff and whatever, but we are inherently human and hip humans are inherently hypocritical as well. But I think yeah. there comes a moment usually in a discussion where this, where there's a line and I think we realise just how far the game has been drifting away from us as fans and how long we've sat there and thought, you know, it's all right, it's not too bad, we get the entertainment and all that kind of stuff. And I'm guilty of this and most of us are guilty of this as well, of just kind of going along with it. But sometimes that the curtain is pulled back and you see behind the scenes and it's fucking ugly it's absolutely disgusting and you realize quite quickly how little actually i don't think i don't think any of us fully realized it how little we really don't matter how little we are nothing more as as payjack statement power just customer zero zero one two six seven eight nine whatever and i think we all suspected it but deep down deep down we denied it and i definitely did and once again the hypocritical nature we're sat here all of us we make a living from football as well we're aware of this and we've all worked for these companies and i'm not going to sit there and pretend to be holier than any other fan or whatever because we've been on sky we've been on bt and we've talked yeah. about this and we've been paid for it as well so we're aware of that 
that. But still, even then, despite of that, I, it, it, it blows our minds about everything, just how far this greed can go to another level. Because make no mistake, it's, it's entirely about money. It's, it's no, not about competitions, we know. It's not about anything else other than uh, making X amount of more money profit each year. It's a little, look, looking out, uh, I don't know. I, I saw someone say, look at the stock market for United uh, over the last five years. Yeah. It's been flat. Then you then you look at then you look at the stock market value of the the top you know the top businesses in America, and it's like thirty times higher. And that's all these companies. That's what they care about, quite literally. And like, it's crazy. And I, I'm I am disappointed in my club. I am not even remotely surprised. But I'm sad and I am offended and I am heartbroken because once again you hold on to this idea that there is some emotional connection connection there still, yeah. and that they do care about you. And maybe at one point they did. And do you know what the staff probably do? They're, they are fans like the rest of us. I know people who work in Manchester City. You guys will know people who work at the club as well. And they are just people like the rest of us. I found out from a good friend of mine. He got an email from uh, Manchester City. I'm not going to name names because I know plenty of people work at the club. They got an email about it after it had already gone live, you know. Yeah. And that, that's how little they even care about the staff at work there. Guardiola's come out today and he found out just beforehand as well. And it's like, this is a most cynical cash grab um, from people who do not care about us. And I don't think it's really even sunk in fully yet how little yeah. football is going to change. Even I'm, we'll go against it, but it's going to get messier and messier. And uh, we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg and it's scary, no, in my opinion. I, I agree. And so, uh, to obviously Mark and Chris, who've, who've done, been very patient so far <laughs> and all this, but thanks nice everyone to so to far. Well, for a bit. Which, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, but Mark and, and, and then on to, to Chris, I, I think the thing that's kind of strange, but this applies to Arsenal as well, of course, but, I look at Manchester United and look at Liverpool, and I think it sounds daft, but like, like and this is where tr I think tribalism needs to be put aside because this is one of those situations yeah. where this, I'm so aghast by this, and rival fans won't get this because we're all the enemy, we're each other's enemies in that regard. Every other club is the baddies, and you and your club are the goodies. But I looked at like if if it was Man City and Chelsea coming out with this, you'd be like, oh well, typical. These are the new money, and they've come in. This is Liverpool and Manchester United. This is the old money of of the. Of the of the of English football as well, who were you know in the driving seat for all this, and, you know, in this notion of, and we've seen a little bit of unity between Liverpool and United fans in the last season or two, I think, in this like, well, you know, we're the most successful clubs in this country, and there's a, there's a, like a a grudging footballing respect for those two teams, as though we've somehow got this more like organic you know thing behind them. But to Steve's point, which I think is absolutely spot on, the curtain's been lifted back, and, and I think what we all deep down knew. Um, but we maybe feared and hoped that wasn't true. That exactly that. It's 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 a bunch of billionaires who don't give a shit about us, no matter where we're from or whatever. They've gone and made this decision with zero consultation. And any idea that we we support the goodies in this is complete and, and, and utterly incorrect. Everyone in in this are the baddies. Yeah, I mean, look, um, you've hit the nail on the head there. And in all fairness, a week ago, and I wish we were a week ago. I was slating Man City. I was saying they're ruining football. They've got two first teams. They're just going to dominate football forever. And I, I said last night on the United Stand, I apologise to Manchester City because anything that you've done to ruin football, my football club, has destroyed. We are the ringleaders of this Super League. Ed Woodward started at JP Morgan. He, he helps Manchester United be bought by the Glazers at JP Morgan and JP Morgan are funding the Super League. Manchester United are the enemy. My football club is the enemy. And Liverpool and Manchester United have the history, as you say, with fans and football and the European Cup especially, that we should never be turning our back on that and our fans as well. Stabbing fans in the back, players in the back, everybody. 
I've cried tears of joy. I've cried tears of pain in relation to things that have happened with my club. And yesterday I had a moment where I felt like I was going to cry again because I just think that as a football fan, I'm disgusted. Like Robbie said, like everybody's saying, I'm disgusted with Manchester United for what they've done. The only positive I would take from this is that, you know, what Pep Guardiola said, he's my manager. If Jordan Henderson is getting the captains together, he's my captain because I'm a fan of football. I personally would have no problem with Manchester United being kicked into the National League. If they if they took the club away from the Glazers and gave it to the fans, I'd go to the National League. I'd start again. I'd do what happened with Rangers. I'd happily do it because the real fans of the club wouldn't have a problem with that if you get your identity back. And the positive thing I think from that is that not one of us as fans of clubs who are in this Super League are thinking, oh, well, we're in it. Let's pull the ladder up. And that, to me, shows what football fans are all about. Because when you get things like Hillsborough and when you get things like Munich and you look back to the past, football comes together. And this is not a tragedy and this is not a loss of life, but this is a loss of football. And every part of football is those loss of lives. It's the victories, it's the memories. And that's what these greedy people are taking away from us. And I'm really proud that all of us and all the fans of all these clubs all around the world, not just in this country, in Italy, in Spain, are outraged. And I absolutely back, if the government can do anything, if anybody can do anything, I will take that punishment because it can't just be well we tried it it didn't work let's go back to what it was no chance you have stabbed football in the back and all of you involved in it should pay the price i want them out of football i want our football back we we spoke briefly about this chris because we've had some super chats which we'll get to and there's been a statement from the premier league which i'll read in, in a moment of course but this is the problem with all of this of course is that you know we it's been distracted from all the wider issues and the problem with this is that it's nothing but greed because if the if these uh, clubs have come out and said we're not happy with how uefa are running the game we think uefa are basically stealing a load of money based on our our, our exertions they've monopolized football it's a point you made earlier there are no alternatives to the champions league you've got no choice but to compete in their competition sign up or you're out um, but if they come out and said that made that their platform I think people might be would be more fuck on board them, fuck they don't get to decide the future it's, of football six people six exactly. families regardless don't get to decide yeah. the future of football football needs a hard fucking reset everything now that we do as fans is important as part of that reset. Football is too much about money. Football needs to be put a salary cap in for a start. You need to make sure you are looking after the little guy, the little football clubs. And I'm not talking about the English football clubs. I'm talking about every European football club. UEFA ain't going to fix the problem. They're corrupt. FIFA aren't going to fix the yeah. problem. They're corrupt. The six elite families who, who want to make billions and billions off it aren't going to fix football. They're corrupt. We need every football club to come together and decide how football becomes self-sustaining in Europe together. Yeah. That is the only way the football is going to be fixed. The Premier League are looking after their own interests. The FA are looking after their own interests. The six yeah. families are looking after their own interests. And football fans just want the best for their community. Yeah. Who's going to be right team? here? Yeah. No, it's right. It's right, and that's the problem. When money becomes at the root. Uh, the Premier League have just released a statement uh, saying the Premier League, alongside the FA, met with the clubs today to discuss the immediate implications of the Super League proposal. The fourteen clubs of the meeting unanimously, unanimously, for me to say, and vigorously rejected the plans for the competition. The Premier League is considering all actions available to prevent it from progressing, as well as holding those shareholders involved to account under its rules. The league will continue to work with key stakeholders, including fan groups, governments, UEFA, the FA, EFL, PFA 
FA and LMA to protect the best interests of the game and call on those clubs involved in the proposed competition to cease their involvement immediately. The Premier League would like to thank fans and all stakeholders for the support they've shown this week on this significant issue. The reaction proves just how much our open pyramid and football community means to people. And spot on, and this is the thing, isn't it, Robbie? When you see you know, Florentino Perez coming out as though he's going to be the saviour of the game, like that prick doesn't speak for me. You know, you know, and I, he just comes across like a like a crazy Bond villain style lunatic. Boris Johnson to lead the fucking buffoons, haven't they? With yeah, him? yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't matter. He's not afraid to come out and make a tit of himself. But he does it. You you look at who you're in this fight with, and you realise if this is the guy fronting it, and he's coming out with this crap, this is what we, this is what our fan, what our football clubs have bought into. He said football's become is become boring, right? It's become boring because of people like him. Yeah. Right, it's become boring because of the greed that exists in football. It's become boring because of the lack of competition. Right now, Arsenal this season are sitting in ninth. We deserve to be in ninth. We've not had a good season. There is no way I want Arsenal to, you know, automatically next season be in the top competition when we haven't earned it. It's as simple as that, and that's that goes for every single fan of their club it's disgusting and what about the other club what about newcastle what about you know everton well everton a great example robbie everton and to rory's point about they're the ones who've had the the, you know the the drawbridge pulled up on them because they're they're rich they've got they've got as rich owners as anyone but ffp hamstrung them and now this that's what i was going to say at the moment they are seeking to be one of those top teams they investing in a brand new stadium They've bought in top players. They've invested heavily. You know, their fans are getting excited now. And then all of a sudden now, like, no, you won't be involved. Or actually, well, we may invite you like it's some sort of party. You know what I mean? It's like you're saying, Chris, your, your, your description there. That's what I was saying yesterday. The six families, they are a mafia. It's like the five families in New York. You know what I mean? They are like a mafia, these guys, right? And they, honestly, I can't look on them the same again. I knew, I already knew it with our owners. I already knew it. They never engage with anybody. They never talk to anyone, nothing. People, fans ask them simple questions like, what's your ambitions? Nothing ever comes back from them. I already knew about our lot, but I'm surprised that all these clubs have been managed to get together. And I saw like even some of the, the statements that was coming out where they're saying that uh, the one with Ed Wood was, for instance, where um, I think the guy from UEFA was saying, I'm speaking to him on the day. And he was saying, no, everything's fine, man. We're in. Yeah. We're in for yeah, this yeah. new deal and stuff. Like that. <laughs> and then he just stabs them in the back. This is what they've been doing to fans for years. And when fans talk about it and moan about it, oh, you lot on AFTV, all you like to do is rant and moan. And you're having a, I mean, I saw Gary Neville come out and I agree with the things that he said, but I remember him once calling us embarrassing for having a go at these very same things, <laughs> yeah. right? This is why we've been having a go because it's this just disgraceful. It's the kind of people you're dealing with. Like, you know, you know, you said, you said there that there's something surprising about, about this. I don't think there is at all. We, we, and look, I'm, I'm as guilty of this, if not more guilty than anyone else, but we've got into bed with venture capitalists and now Ooh, we're yeah. kind of surprised at their behaving like venture capitalists. This is what they do. They make their money sweat. They squeeze the pound as, as hard as they can to get as much, to get as much out of it. And from their perspective, 
You know when Chelsea play Brighton or there or when Liverpool play Burnley, there is literally no no point in that fixture. The way they look at it, Manchester United never need to play Sunderland ever again. Chelsea need to play Manchester United in New York City on a Monday. Chelsea then need to play Barcelona in Canberra on a Thursday. And that is how you maximise your money and that's what they're going to do. And we're all kind of complicit, some more than others. Me and Steve probably got to take the brunt of this. We're, we're complicit in this. But no, this Rory, I don't think, they, I, I don't I, think you I, do. I, I have disagree. To take the Rory, Rory, I disagree. You're not complicit. You want, you want to see a football club winning games, yeah? You're not complicit. You want to see a football club winning games. You... All fans, even of the clubs like yours, have spoke out about these things in the past. But I've not really, you know... Shardy, shardy lads. Rory's, we are complicit because we all sit there and say, I want this sign and I want that sign. And, you know, and some of us more so than others. But where I disagree, Rory, is I don't think... And this is what I'm sure you've all felt and and everyone feels it's at different levels of fandom. It's not our fault as fans directly. We haven't chosen this. Not one fan has chosen this. So it's not, you know what I mean? To go down this route is not is not the blame. One. To directly say, because I was talking about this before, people phone me up and go, what are you doing? Like, like, like we, we feel like we're age. under attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we feel one like, thing oh, because we're so used to defending our football clubs, aren't we, Steve? But you, you know what? You know what, Chris? Sorry, sorry. What I was going to say is like, yeah, go on, go on, Robbie. No, No, you're Robbie. No, what I'm going to say is like the last 10 years, I don't think anyone's had to defend the club more than I have. And I'm not defending that because there's obvious moral and ethical reasons. And I guess what I've always said in that is like, you know what? I'm not, I'm I'm not an economist. I am not an expert in geopolitical affairs over in other countries. I'm just a Manchester City fan throughout my life. So I understand what it's like to sit there and feel and be told that I am the problem because I've had that literally all uh, for the last 10, 15 years of my life that's all I've had and I guess the point I'm making I've always said and and this idea that we're complicit we are but at the same time we are just literally football fans who literally just like to watch this team that we've grown up watching and I guess the point is like we've sat there guilty and nodded along and all that kind of stuff but <laughs> once again they have this kind of like emotional blackmail over these clubs because it's what we do and it's what we dedicate our lives to and I guess all we're guilty of is being a little bit naive and being in love in the way that you always forgive your family member for being a bit of a dick or whatever and you always always go back to me even if they break your heart and that's all we've done essentially and I'm not making excuses because sometimes tough love is a thing and I do admire those who've taken a more principled stance but I guess the mm. point is right now is like yes we're complicit but at the same time it doesn't make us the villains those two things are very very different things and even though we are there maybe this is once again the realisation that we all need to, I, I, to go around and stop pointing fingers at each other and go let's actually all just get together because ultimately we aren't we are just fans we aren't the millionaires yeah. actually making making, you know, billionaires taking all the money out of the club. We're literally just fans. And maybe more than ever, all this kind of attitude, like maybe this is the time where we need to realise that. And maybe we look at the German model a little bit differently where, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But I do think this is a line in the sand moment where it will change and it should change. And I hope the social media nonsense changes as well. I hope we all realise that quite literally it's <laughs> football without fans is quite literally nothing. And I hope we all remember that and go for it because we've yeah, but gone through like, it. You know, you know, I just, I just wanted to, sorry, sorry, Flav, just, no, just no, quickly, no. right? I just wanted to say I don't want fans to feel guilty at all here, yeah? Because, mm. like, as an Arsenal fan, right, we were told when we moved from Highbury, where we were quite happy, we were doing well, winning titles, self-sustaining, we were told, right, we're going to move to the Emirates because we want to compete with the very best in Europe, right? And to do, in order to do that, we need a bigger stadium, 
more income. We went along with that. We moved to the new stadium. We got hit with these, the highest ticket prices in Europe. So I think that the fans, they had every right to say, well, we're paying a lot of money here. Can you please buy us some really good players? Yeah. <laughs> right? And can you please, if, you, if you're not buying us those really good players, can you please tell us where that money's going? Yeah. And we got no yeah. answers to that, right? And it's just been like a pressure cooker and it's built up. And it's not just Arsenal. There's many other teams like that. Newcastle fans. And they're just saying, well, if you guys are going to run this and just milk us for as much money as possible, can you at least at least go out and win us something and buy some really, really good players? But all along, these guys, as uh, Rory put it um, very well, it's all about making money. They're venture capitalists. That's how they run their sports in America, a lot of them. It, you know, it's all about making money and repeat the next year because you're always in that top competition. And they can't get their head around the fact that they could miss out. How can Liverpool miss out on the top four? That's crazy, right? <laughs> well, you weren't good enough. Where, where are they from, Robbie? Where, where are they from? America. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, and that's that's what is what's happening here. And, you know, fans, I don't want no fans to feel guilty here. The guilty people are these people who run these clubs. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But do you know what's on, a Flav. scary, very scary oh, prospect? We're, we're now having to align ourselves with... UEFA, who who apparently now, <laughs> UEFA are the answer. UEFA have fans' interest best at heart. Now, look, lads, you no, have been don't. to Champions League finals as of I. I think that we know wholeheartedly, we have proven experience, <laughs> that UEFA could not care less about fans. They give 50%. Of- 90,000 capacity stadiums and 15,000 tickets exactly. to... Uh, to, exactly. to and, 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 oh, unless oh, it's in oh, Baku. Oh, the big question here is, you know, you know the rest of the tickets... Who are who gets those tickets? So 15, 15 16,000 tickets go to fans, great. The rest, they all go to CEOs, sponsors. sponsors, exactly. So now you know that you know the principle, my enemy's enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very dangerous one. And if we're gonna suddenly say you wait for the answer, I think we're in for a really rude awakening. I don't think any. I don't think you waste anyone believes you wait for the answer. Nor no. a FIFA. We understand no. how how how. how trade that. That's what it is. No, FIFA. no, I understand. But but in this instance, we need I, I, just as fans coming together talking about this issue isn't enough. This would get passed through. We need the fact that Henderson has called a meeting amongst the Premier League captains. Yeah. We need we need Pep Guardiola coming out and making these statements because just fans here won't cut it yeah. because the match day going fans yeah, right. aren't. Aren't what's interesting interesting here to to this to, to this new uh, this new competition? It's wherever the audience comes from in anywhere on the planet. Now, I'm not saying that fans across the globe or wherever. You know, lots of people that listen to the Fighting Cock don't come from England. And they enjoy it and they watch the games. They get up at two a.m. We all know the story, right? They're dedicated. But what the, this this new um, this new idea, the Super League, is about is it doesn't matter where the fan is from. It doesn't matter where the club is from. If there's enough eyes on that club, then they become a part of the party and they benefit from it. Now, the issue with, with this is it's not sport for them. It's not football. It's not about fans. It's about uh, the bottom line and it's about shareholders and essentially what you find if you're a chief executive or a director or a CEO of a company, you're... Your main obligation is to ensure that the the investment from the share hire, shareholders is yeah. maximised. If they get an opportunity where they're going to generate half a billion pounds a season, and some of these teams will, then they have an obligation as, uh, uh, to the shareholders 
to explore that. If they don't, then their position yeah. is, is is in a situation where it could be up for review. They could lose their job. So that, that's what that's what that's the fucking mess we're in. Is that they're actually in terms of running the business, doing the correct thing. They're doing the right thing, but it just doesn't matter with the sport that they've what how they make their money has no interest in in how that business is run. But that is the way their business is run, and that's why it's so important to have. UEFA, FIFA, Pep Guardiola, yeah. all of them talking out against it. Because if it was just fans, I guarantee this would go through without an issue. But this is not the fans, though. Well, if we make a noise, they, they talk. So that's it. That's all I'll quickly say. But if fans make the noise, they've got Guardiola and the captains, they talk as well. So that's why it's important that we make the noise. Yeah, the problem absolutely. we've got is that um, is that if I think the easy way, because I was thinking about this last night, the problem we've got is that they own our clubs, they own our identity. Yeah. I think let them piss off around the world on the global Harlem Trotters with the with their brands, call it Manchester Devils, whatever. But if we could take back our clubs, and we've mentioned the German model, if we could take back our clubs, all of us would say, if you give us Chelsea Football Club, Liverpool Football Club, Manchester United, Arsenal, Man City. We will start in the championship. We don't care where we'll start. We'll start these clubs again with the fans that we've got. Give us our club back. Yeah. The problem we're wrestling with here is we're going to lose our clubs. I think people, my, my, myself, I've already said, I don't think I follow United into the Super League because it turns its back on everything that, that I believe and the reason I support Manchester United. The horrible, scary thing here, and I think why we're reliant, and, and I'm not very political, but I don't care whether it's Labour, Conservative, Liberal Democrats or the bloody Greenpeace, I don't, Green Party, I don't care. If one of them can bring legislation in that, 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 that take these people away and get 51% ownership back with the fans, I'm fully aware as a United fan, and I'm sure Robbie is as well, I'm sure everybody is, we, we, we've been fighting the Glazers for 15 years, and the reason we haven't beat the Glazers is because there's infighting within the fans. But I'd rather deal with infighting amongst fans because, all right, they might not like United stand, they might not like AFTV, but they love Manchester United. The problem here is that we're, we're losing our clubs. Chris, I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? We've seen this. We've seen what a fractured fan base can look like. Yeah. And this is to, to, to sort of the point being made by all the lads. This is why it's got, we've got to strike now because there's never been this kind of unity amongst fans before. And I know we're seeing some of the tribalism and you're seeing people poking fun and all that. That's going to exist because there's a bunch of 13-year-old virgins on the internet who just live for the fume. <laughs> but the but the point about it is, is that we can sit here and we've all done, we've, we've, got, we've worked with all of these guys, we've all worked together over the years and we've all had a good laugh sitting together and we can all have reasonable discourse over the football. We can come together over a unified love of football and this is why you know there's a real chance to be something. This is not... Like, this is not Liverpool. This is not a Liverpool issue. This is not a Man United issue. And it's not a, these six English clubs issue. This is an everyone issue. Yeah. You know, there needs to be unity with the other 14 clubs because they're quite clearly not. The, club, the owners of these clubs are fucking wrong. I said this, if they had an issue with UEFA, brilliant. There is this load, like UEFA's a joke. They've added 100 games to the Premier League. A FIFA about to introduce a yearly Club League. World Cup. Fucking nonsense. Yeah. Who's asked for that? No one's asked for that. They're just doing they're just as bad, if not but but the idea that the 12 clubs are gonna set themselves up in a Robbie word as a cartel is is just like that's not the answer. Get everyone together. Yeah. Look at look at look at you're absolutely spot on. Look at football right now. Look at Bayern Munich nine years on the run are about to make it. Look at Italy, Juventus have just won the league nine years. Celtic, up until this year, nine years in the on, on the run. You know, Italy, uh, you know, I mentioned PSG. already, PSG in France, seven years, something like that, or seven and eight or something because of Monaco, and then they just bought Kylian Mbappe, and then that was the end of Monaco and stuff. 
Football is is fundamentally the competition side of football is going already. Mm-hmm. The the problem that we've got is we need to sort that out. We need to sort those leagues out as well as sorting the European football side of things out. Giving the top clubs, the elite clubs, more money is never going to fix that. Putting elite clubs in a bracket where, and this is where I'm going to sound quite strange. Putting an elite club in a, in a in a in a league, right, with the same amount of money is actually going to increase the competition. And nobody wants to talk about that right now. Maybe we shouldn't be. But the competition between those clubs is going to be more similar than watching Manchester City beat Burnley 5-0 at the Etihad for the last four times that Burnley have played at the Etihad Stadium against Manchester City, right? There's no fucking competition there. Mm -hmm. So getting elite clubs is, is not a bad idea but making it a fucking closed shop is a terrible idea and that's why the European Super League has to be stopped but we need to sort out the European competition we need to sort out the leagues and that's only going to be done by every club getting together and working it out how how embarrassing Chris that you know we are all Premier League clubs and you know you've got a president of Real Madrid speaking for the Premier League club saying we're saving football there's not a lot wrong with the Premier League. There's a lot wrong with La Liga. There's a lot wrong yeah. with Serie A. The Premier League is the elite league. Now, yeah, look, Man City have run away with it. Liverpool, very powerful club. Arsenal, Manchester United, uh, Spurs and Chelsea, very rich clubs. But we have got Leicester and West Ham in the top four. And if you yeah. take Man City out of the equation, who are doing very well, but weren't last year, we've got a really good league. We've got a really good brand. And it's so disappointing that we've jumped ship from Leicester and West Ham and Everton and Newcastle could have been billionaire owned last year as well. So yeah. we've we've got the product and we're turning our back on it. I think it's it's, it's mad because you're right in Spain. You know, for Barcelona and Real Madrid, the Florentino Perez is like it's a bit like, and I, I find this interesting. I'll come to Steve on this in a sec um, because I know you guys have had a bit. Of, don't don't vibe with UEFA and haven't done for a while. But like the Florentino Perez thing reminds me a bit of like they're so used to having it their own way. It's a bit like if you get like someone who's never been told no, you know, and they've been they had money for so long that they're so used to being right and surrounded by people being right that they just they presume they're right all the time. And I, I wonder about the UEFA stuff, um, Stan. I wonder whether your the Man City approach on this or, or opinion on this is a little bit like, like a, an example. If you if you go to a party and everyone in that party does does drugs and you do drugs and you walk into that party, that's going to seem like normal. But if you've never done a drug in your life and you walk into a party and everyone's doing drugs, you're going to be like, "Fuck me, this is mad. Why is everyone doing drugs?" And I think like that's what UEFA <laughs> looks like. From the outside looking in, like I wonder, is there something you know? You, uh, we all the all the other established big clubs have just. It was like osmosis. It's oh, it's, it's grown in. It was pernicious. It seeped in. We've not seen it coming. And City kind of walked into this. Uh, you know, City fans have come from yeah. you know from being, being down divisions ago. This is mad. Why? Why? Why do you all think this is really good? No, you're right. Um, I, I do genuinely think I've got a relatively unique perspective on it because I, I, I've watched City, you know, in the old Division Two, and I've watched as, and that's where that's they were my formative years as a football fan watching us down there. So it, it, City, whether it's right or not, and I don't really care about the club's perspective. But as a City fan, we've definitely always felt like the ones that weren't welcome, and maybe that was justified as well. I don't really know, and fundamentally, I don't really care. If I'm being honest, but it's definitely always felt like we were the party that. Um, we weren't massively welcome that we weren't there and we were the new money and all that kind of stuff and and, and I, I, to be honest I think this is coming about because um, old money don't like new money because now Manchester City exists Chelsea exists and you know um, and the, the titles that Liverpool used to sweep up in, you know a long time ago and United used to sweep up a long time ago it's no longer guaranteed so there wasn't that easy possession of money and my club is complicit in that of course it is but I guess the, it, it, all it's done is made life more difficult for other clubs like United and whatever to make money and 
city being big, powerful, spend all that money. Um, it's it, it's kind of elevated this, and and I don't really buy it. Like you know, the city allegedly one of the only clubs, um, one of the clubs and like so Chelsea apparently who are a bit unsure I don't think it's because they're morally unsure I think it's simply because they probably can afford it where I feel like Spurs for example they just can't afford it and I think that's the only difference I don't think City I think City have just done it because like well because as Flav said that their shareholders would be like well you, you're, you're obligated in your role to do it which is not even close to an excuse and I'm still embarrassed but I think that's the only reason City didn't initially jump in bed because they don't need the money right now because they've got a 30 year plan whereas someone like Arsenal and uh, Spurs they owe an awful lot of money to the Bank of England so I think that was the only reason they were there. But I guess that makes it even more sickening that they weren't willing just to stand up and make a principled statement because once again they they don't afford they can afford it. But I guess I maybe we're being naive and expecting something from a bunch of people once again who don't really give a shit. But it is yeah. weird seeing it. Um, and UEFA aren't the answer. Um, FIFA aren't the answer. As Guardiola said, the Premier League have a vested interest as well. They all do. Um, but uh, it, it it's it's. It's eye-opening, I guess. But I yeah. don't even know who we side with now. Like, who do we side with? Do we side no, and, and, just and with each other? Problem. Like, that's the crazy thing, isn't it? Like, who do it we turn stop. to? Because the, the Champions League's horrible this. as well. Yeah, it doesn't stop with this, does it, Mark? And that's the point, is that the, the immediate fight is none of us wants to see... The worst-case scenario here is we're all now fans of football clubs that exist only in a Super League. They're expelled from domestic competition and we're just playing this, this closed shop European League. With with twelve with a with you know with six other clubs and then another few to be decided at some point down the line, none of us want that. I mean, we're seeing a world now where I mean, it's just I'm just, we're just seeing some quotes. Obviously, Pep Guardiola has spoken out against it. Klopp has has, has done it as well. And there's a quote I've just seen from Zidane saying, "I'll be straight. This is the business of only one person, the president. I won't tell you my opinion." You know, we we we. This is the fir- the first steps right now. Is that the fans have spoken? The fans need to continue to speak, and we need to put pressure on uh, going higher up the pyramid as possible. Put pressure on the players and the managers to to speak out and start putting pressure on the owners and let them know that we won't stand for this. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that the, the big thing for me, and I'm sure everybody here, and is that you know every morning you've got to wake up and feel like you did on Sunday and Monday because human nature. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if you lose, if you lose somebody, if you if, if somebody you care about, you lose. Unfortunately, human nature is three weeks later, you won't feel as as grief-stricken as you did because the, the body gets used to that. We've got to keep this fire going every single day because already you're seeing stuff after two days where people are going, oh, I'm bored of this. We're linked to Varane. And I'm like, I don't care whether we're linked to Messi. I don't want Varane. You can buy everybody. I'm not, I don't, I'm not interested. You had it last night watching Liverpool. Rory's going to have it tonight with Chelsea. What does it mean when you don't when you when you think that this doesn't going to matter anymore? So we've got to keep it. The fans, all we can do is keep vocal because actually it's the fans that have probably got the government involved, and it's the fans that have made Gary ne- Gary Neville and Carragher be put put forward for the next prime ministers. You know, it's they they've they've got to keep it going. It's hard. That's really hard for human nature to keep it going because you just get used to the the bad thing. We've yeah. got to keep it going. No, I completely 100%. agree. One hundred. Yeah, I know. I know Mark's got to dive out now, but Robbie, I mean, this is this is where we're at now. I mean, what what's thanks, the, what, Mark. thanks so it. much, Mark. Cheers, everyone. Good luck. And Cheers, the United Mark. stands as well. Robbie, what um, have you seen any rumblings from Arsenal supporters and stuff, or supporters group about about sort of next steps on this? Yeah, well, um, I, funny enough, I was interviewing um, um, Tim Payton from the Arsenal Supporters Trust yesterday, and I asked him afterwards. I said, "What do we do? I want to be able to do as much as we can." with the platform that we have, what can we do? And his message to me was, Robbie, we just got to keep making up as much noise as possible. A bit like what Mark was just saying. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that we're doing on AFTV and... Um 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We're putting together a petition that, you know, one of those petitions that you send through and, you know, hopefully get it to government, Mm -hmm. you know, over 100,000, even a million, if we could get it, they can't ignore those sort of things. So it's keeping the pressure on the government is keeping the pressure. I, 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 I've tried to sit down and work out who can change this. And I'm like, fans, we can make a lot of noise, but they never, ever listen to us. But if we pressure the, the MPs and the government, they will take action. I don't know how much action they can take, but they can make it very uncomfortable for these clubs. But I really think the key to this is the players. I yeah. think if a lot yeah, of players yeah. start coming out and say, well, you know what? We don't want to play in this. No, no, no. I think if those players say we ain't playing, th- th- that league may not happen. I think if the yeah. players break, unfortunately, the Super League might happen. So I, I think, even though I feel slightly sorry for the players because it's not their choice to go in this league. I mean, these players are friends with guys who plays for Crystal Palace and all yeah. these other teams that wouldn't be part of this, right? So the players don't want it, but they've got contracts that they're not really allowed to speak out about these things. And But we need to really put pressure on the players to side with the fans on this. And I've seen Rashford post things and I've seen, and that's good. And we need to keep that energy going because if the players revolt against this, it might not happen. Yeah. So I think players and also politicians Let's, as fans, direct our pressure to them. And as I said, it's a bit unfortunate for the players because they never wanted this. It's the owners, but them owners do not listen. Our guys sat on his ranch in Denver with a big cigar right now. He don't even know. He don't give a toss. But they must be over here. He hasn't for 15 years. They must be sick as well, though, Rob. Can you imagine? Just for example, imagine you're Harry Kane, right? You've had a brilliant season individually. You've yeah. had a terrible season club-wise. The one saving grace, the one saving grace, is that you are going to touch in England. Suddenly, there's jeopardy around that. Suddenly, you may not be allowed to even compete 
in that tournament. Well, Rory, we were saying, we were saying, you got Andrew Robertson at Liverpool, who's just captain Scotland to a first Euros in God knows how many years, and he's being told that he he, he won't be able to go and represent Kieran Tierney exactly the same. Yeah, Scott McTominay. Tierney, you love, you love Scotland. He loves yeah. Scotland. Loves playing for Scotland. Same thing, and you know, it, it's it's such um, you know, I know those those players must be not liking this. Because the, the other one thing when you say about Harry Kane, even if they don't win, a t- um, win the, Car- the Carabao Cup, the one thing he's got to hold on to, Harry Kane, right, is that he knows that those Tottenham fans love him. Yeah, That's why he's still there, right? He knows that those fans love him. How does he look the fans in the eye? If he's in his suit, he? not even of his making. He, he, never, he never said he wanted <clears> to play that. I mean, I think he's just quickly to address something. I think he's at he's at Tottenham just a little bit more because than the fans love him. Like he's two hundred and fifty grand a week contract, which we all wanted him to sign. <laughs> <laughs> Probably keeps him there as well. And and you know what? If some if we offered him four hundred thousand. Uh, to stay, then I'd probably want him to sign that as well. But where does it end? Where does the money yeah. stop? Where do, where do you where do you um, where, where do you draw the line? And where do you start thinking as fans? You've got a responsibility. I think that's what Rory was alluding to earlier when he said we're complicit. We are because we don't take a moment to take stock of what we're demanding of our football clubs. We just want more. We want the best players. We want all no, of them. Well. Do you know what, Flev? To to build on that, the reason that I said that is because there have been times in my life when I have chanted Roman Abramovich's name. I've been in a, an away end and we've sung a, we've sung our tune to the tune of Only Fools and Horses about Roman Abramovich and how rich he is. I've been part of that. Now, I'm now obviously I'm appalled at the way that he's conducted himself. I called this a little while ago that things weren't moving in the right direction with Abramovich, but I was in bed I was in bed with a venture capitalist. Of course <laughs> this was going to happen and it was naive to, to not think that this would be the ultimate objective. Well, we've I've had got- this at Liverpool, sorry, in that, you know, we, we had, we had, we, we fought to get our owners out. It's been like 10, it was the first season we went on YouTube, so 11 years ago, we, we spent, uh, started out almost as like a protest channel. And, you know, we, we got through that. FSG came in, they had five years of not really getting it right. And then they got it right and they've done so many things right. And they made Liverpool a sustainable business model and we bought into it and they've engaged the fans and they've, they've brought the fans closer and, we, and they've got the right manager, a brand of football that we can all get behind. And this is why, that's why I feel so blindsided by this. Because you're right, venture capitalists absolutely but you know you, you, you it's like it's incredible the, the the level of deception that's gone through and that's why it is because they've gotten it so right they've gone from a side where we'd have, we'd have almost had them out in the first two or three years to where they've turned it around they've made Liverpool they've won the one honour that we've been thirsting for for 30 years they've got Liverpool right back to the pinnacle of football without having to be bottomless pit sugar daddies in doing this and I don't mean that as, a, as in any banterous way or whatever you know I, I like the way that they've gotten Liverpool back to it and yes. but like and maybe that's pure naivety on our part but I it feel was completely reason, though, wasn't it yeah. Yeah. let's be Make honest it was to get to this point it was to get to this yeah. point and the thing is you got to look at someone like Glazer for example like what they want they, they want to have a club and actually profitable because football at the moment isn't that profitable it isn't football is in absolutely in financial ruin across Europe at the moment it's genuinely skin. Kobe 
COVID's obviously exacerbated that massively. When you look at like the NFL, for example, you've got, I don't know, Joe Glazer moved Tampa Bay to LA and they get all the money and all the profit while also getting all the success and the glory. So that's what they want. They want a triple, not a triple, 20 times their earnings while also having the fun side of it, you know, sat there being superstars and all that kind of stuff. And that's what they want. And one thing about the players, by the way, is I don't think they realize actually, and I hope they do, I hope someone tells them this, that is eventually going to cost the players as well. And if it doesn't cost them directly, it will also cost their, their mates who are also players because it'll be about cost control. It will be it's about salary caps eventually because they'll do that because it's all about that profit margin. And I don't think players have quite clicked onto that and they probably should because there's, there's yeah. no way. It may have done better for an elite group of players, but for, for most of their mates, what happens when they're 30 and they're, they're cast aside like some NFL guys are a little bit older anymore? And I tell you what, the, the ways between the super clubs and then the rest of the ones in the Premier League, they'll get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that eventually, that could easily be them. So they're essentially looking out for their young colleagues. They're essentially looking out for their future players. And they need to realize this isn't going to benefit them in the long term. I honestly believe that hand on heart because it's about profit. And that's what happens over in other places. Salary cuts exist and it will, will be the Super League eventually. And yeah. It will be these clubs eventually, the, in my opinion, the, anyway. The thing, moving, moving this on then, you know, Chris, I've heard, I've heard it said, and the, the general tone. I think we have a lot of this when when fans try to take up arms and take up protests. We see a lot of times where it doesn't happen because you end up. It's hard because you've got to face up to infighting in your fan base. I mean, you're wearing the Liverpool protest shirt from 2010 or 29, uh, 2009. I can remember being at those events and people like looking at you like you had two heads because you were protesting outside the ground on a match day. Like, what are you doing? You've got you've got to go in and support the football club, but which we proof, did, by the way, which we still did. But the point, the point. Point is, and, I'm, and, I, and, I, and I hope this, uh, you know, this is something that can be picked up. I remember when we had the ticket protest, and I know good Liverpool fans, good, you know, intelligent Liverpool fans saying, "Don't bother, it's it's a waste of time. Your voice won't be heard. Nothing can happen." But something we were able to move the needle, and it might not have been a permanent thing, but we should all take heart from that. Is that you know, you know, we've got, we do have a power. But it's in, it's in the collective. Fans Paul, can the, make a difference. Uh, Paul, you've got to remember as well the 39th game. That's what I'm clinging on to. We did it with the 39th game. Yeah. That's that's the track record that fans have a voice and have a power and yeah. can have an impact. And and yeah. these clubs don't trust each other. They genuinely don't trust each other. They're all snakes, and they all know the snakes. And it was only it was only about a year ago when all these clubs were signing. And I'm not getting into I'm not getting into the politics, but they were literally signing a letter to get Manchester City taken to court. You know, so City don't trust them. They don't trust City, and vice versa. So there is fissions there, and there is genuine mistrust. So you've got to play yeah. on that. Of course you do, because they can pretend to be a United front because it obviously benefits them all, but they are not. They are not. They are nowhere near in bed with each other in the way that we think they are. They are to an extent, but they still don't trust each other. So no, they, 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 want they, want they don't. As I said earlier, right, with the five mafia families in New York, they don't trust each other either, right? Mm. But they make money together. They chop oh, it no, up. I'm saying, I'm not and denying they, that. And, and it's the same yeah. principle here, you know what I mean? The same principle here is, right, we could, we're all going to be guaranteed every year that we're going to make 250, 300 million pounds a year, every single year. We're guaranteeing that we're in. You in? We're in. That's how, That's literally as simple as that with this with this whole thing. And we've got to keep the pressure on, like these guys are saying. You know what I mean? It, it, You're spot on, Robbie. And, no, and just to go back no, to Paul's point there, it's a unity of strength there for us. That's what it's got to be about. And, and, and mm. we've got to show unity and our fan bases together have got to show unity. But what we've also got to do, which I think is massively important for me anyway, is that we need to we need to know what we want. 
And I think what we what we know what we don't want, and we definitely yeah, yeah, don't true. want the European Super League. But is the Champions League reform actually much better, other than it's competitive no. in its maybe at its base level? It's not really, and European football is not really competitive as it stands if you look down on all of the leagues. So we need to propose something or somebody needs to propose something that we can get behind because the alternative is we're going to walk away from the European Super League and we're going to end up eating the shit that UEFA have served. And I don't like eating shit, lads. I don't know about you, but that's what we've got to do. We've got to find something that isn't what UEFA are proposing either because they're corrupt. They're crooks themselves. You know, why why have we got a World Cup being moved? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And, and why, are, why are finals getting held in these cities all around the world? Why did, yeah, exactly. Why did we have to go and play a final in Baku against Chelsea, two English teams? Why, do teams, why are teams able to drop out of the, the Champions League, come in third and then can still go on and win a, um, a European trophy with the Europa League? These are all the things that they've been doing over the years to try and generate more money as well. He's got nothing to do with football. Why, Banford spoke out yesterday. He said very, you know, you, you, had, you had a player the other day racially abused um, another player. It's been proven, right? And 10-game ban, but yet still with this thing now, they're talking about banning people from um, playing for their their country, Banning, but you know, I mean, why was there not the same energy with that? So I don't trust. Don't worry about the betting one way. You, you put a fancy footy team on, by the way, and you get a twelve-game ban. <laughs> exactly. You know, what I, mean? so, you know I don't. I don't. You're right. You're, you're right, Chris. I don't trust um, UEFA at all. You know, what I mean, even some no. of these. You know, I've heard people on Sky uh, and that come out, but it was the same Sky that during a pandemic were trying to charge us fifteen pound to watch Sheffield United versus bloody Burnley. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. You know what I mean? They all. They're all the same, right? But the one thing we've got, I think first and foremost, the first battle is we've got to stop this. Yeah. We've got to stop this. This, you know, and I think and I agree with what you guys are saying. You know, what I mean, we need unity on this. We 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 do, a, a lot of times, like you said, within our fan bases, we'll be fighting against each other. Oh, why are you leading it? And what listen, I don't care who leads this. All I know is that if we all as all as one voice, keep the pressure on. Because that's all we can do right now. Keep the pressure on. A bit like Mark said, every day that pressure and that energy has got to be the same. That can help to push change right now. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I'm, I'm willing, you know, and I'm sure you guys are willing, you know, you've, you've, you've done this stream today. Everybody's jumped on. I'm willing to keep the pressure on, on this and to play our part, you know, to really get that message across to these billionaire owners that, you know what? Right, you're custodians of our club, right? And you've got to treat us better than this. And you're custodians of football as well. You have a responsibility not just to Arsenal, but you have a responsibility to English football right now. Yeah. To the other clubs in there, which goes right down to grassroots. Later on, I've got to go and take my son to play football. He aspires to being playing for one of these big clubs, right? So what you have a responsibility to that kid who's kicking a ball out on his local green just the same way you have a responsibility to your fans it's to the whole of football when you come and you take on one of these big institutions that are these big english football clubs you have a responsibility beyond just making profit yeah you're allowed to make money don't get me wrong i have nothing against the owners of these clubs making a profit it's it's a very expensive thing to run 
But you, you, you've got to understand that this is not just like running any other company. You have a responsibility to your fans, to the yeah. history of that club, to the history of the league, right? And if you can't handle that responsibility, get the fuck out. Simple. Yeah. Nice. And and it's one of those things we say about these clubs, Flav, you know, for, you know, for, for most of us, I think it's true. We'd all, we were all raised largely in and around where our, where our football teams were, were from, of course. Now, of course, that's less and less true with globalisation of football. But the idea that you could be excluded from a, a, a top tier European tournament because of where you were born, let's put it down to that way, is like... Fuck it! It's it's just an absolute madness. Yeah, it is. It is, and and, and you know what? I think why the, the reason why I'm most hopeful that this Super League doesn't go ahead um, is, and then it's really important that we do kind of put rivalries aside and we and we, you know, strive together and put pressure on our football clubs and and you know threaten boycotts and and making making sure that the constant noise around this is always negative, right? Make that's that it never kind of falters towards. The point where it always does with these, not these things, but eventually you get used to an idea and then slowly but surely it happens. And then it's just yeah. a part of the a part of the fabric. But what we do have here is serious sanctions that are going to be placed on our football clubs. And I think all of us as fans need to be prepared for the impact on that football club. Like if, if and that's going to help us get through to this point. And how much are we going to be willing to sacrifice? Are you guys going to be okay to with um with, with potentially seeing your team taken out of the league, being taken out of the Champions League, no one's gonna be okay with it, but you have yeah. to accept I'm the okay punishment with towards Flav, Flav, I'm okay with that. I uh, want them to do it. Yeah, I, want, I'm, so, I, want, so, I'm, I, I kind of want my owners to be punished for this. I don't want them to just yeah, go, all right, we're sorry. Yeah, same man. I want I want Wait, to see want something to happen. If that was their vision to it, I'll be there Madrid. again. Simple as that. We're meant to be playing Wrong Real Madrid this week. I want that fixture to be aborted. I don't, Chelsea do not deserve to play that fixture. I think that there should be huge penalties, by the way, for all yeah. of us, even for the plotting, even even for the conversations. You see if Liverpool, say just it won't be Liverpool, but because Henry's so committed, but pretend pretend it's true that Man City or Chelsea are having uh, second thoughts. Say Man City or Chelsea decide this isn't for us and backtrack. You should still have the book thrown at you for even having the audacity to have these conversations. You get, you get. But they've signed the bloody. For, they've signed the contract. But there's it's a not, lot. It's, not, it's a little bit today's, Chris. Chris, I'm with you. By the way, I think it's just Chelsea trying to PR the situation. But there yeah. is a thing that I don't believe that says Chelsea are are faltering. Chelsea, uh, Chelsea, which is right. No, I understand that. No, I've seen, I've seen that as well, Rory. And and but my point is, they've. It's not just collusion here. They've signed a contract, whether they yeah. haven't second thoughts or not. Yeah, but you're so absolutely right. The book should be thrown at them, Flav. If you if you get if you if you sign a contract to murder someone, the police still take a pretty grim view of it. You should <laughs> yeah. still be punished, even if the bloke don't get murdered. You, you know, it's, yeah. it's a, crime, a, a crime conspiracy against, to murder. Yeah, it, yeah, conspiracy. There is still still been a crime against football committed here. Yeah. So these people yeah, need I, to be punished. And you know what? The saddest thing about it, it was it will end up impacting us. Points deductions, uh, transfer bans. All that affects our ability to enjoy our football club because somebody yeah. at the top for actually making £300 million a year is more important than the fabric of the game. Yeah. With, with no consultation, Flav. With no yeah. consultation. They don't, they don't with, care about us, Robbie. They don't yeah, care they about us. No consultation. Flav, no, no, no one... 
We're called legacy fans. They hate no, us. Oh, I fucking hate that, man. That's the most insulting yeah. thing, isn't Mate, it? Mate, if you didn't, they, 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 they don't care about us. They didn't tell Klopp and, our, and the Liverpool players. I'm sure they didn't tell yeah. the managers of your clubs and the yeah, players yeah. until the same time we found out. If you think we don't matter, how do you think the footy players well, are thinking right Do you, right do you now reckon they well? phoned Ryan Mason up and went, oh, by the way, we're doing this, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Fingers as well, by the way. Like once again with the don't players, you... it's their lives, man. They'll have to be away from their families more. They will have to be flying to. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, these games will be in New York and Dubai and Tokyo and all these places around the world. Of course they will. And anyone who thinks he's got their head genuinely in the sand, they'll have to spend more time away from their family. They'll have to play more games, and I know they'll be very well recuperated for it. But that matters to them. Of course, can I just does. give it's you life. A, a, an Go example on. about how big this is? Um, because yesterday we did, uh, we lost our manager, uh, Jose Mourinho. He was sacked, <laughs> right? We did a podcast last night. In a very weird way, mate. Yeah. Sat or, 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 what, what, what did you Best say? Best in peace, Jose. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, listen, we, 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 um, we, uh, he, he died. Just to clarify, he's not dead. Jose, Jose Mourinho <laughs> left our football club, right? Left our football club. And, uh, and, and we did a podcast last night and mentioned it within like two minute caveat at the end of the podcast. That's how, <laughs> that's, that's Jose leaving. leaving. But have we watched an entire yeah. game of fucking football last night? Liverpool played a 90-minute game of football and we looked at the screen for a cumulative time of about three minutes. Yeah. Like, we, yeah. we, were, we were trying to get into the top four for what? Like, it's... T- today it came Fine. out that Aguero apparently has uh, agreed a deal allegedly with Barcelona. Manchester City's probably biggest ever legend. No one is even asking me about it. And I'm not, like, no one's even talked about it. I've not seen anyone. Normally I get about 20 DMs straight away about Aguero. Yeah. No one cares. It's absolute madness. Yeah. We, like We found out the team news. Though. Sky had been on. We were watching Sky and they didn't put the team news on until the lads were walking out, basically. Yeah. We found out five minutes before the game. Like, I mean, when was the last time you found out five minutes before a game that the team was out? Man. Boys, I just it's need mad. to say this call is quite important. Sorry. No problem. Yeah, it's Daniel Levy <laughs> coming to kick off. He's not getting cancelled. Jose is not dead. Yeah. You guys, what you guys said earlier about legacy fans and that being such an insult, right? It's those legacy fans, right? That is the reason why these guys ended up buying these clubs in the first place, right? We, we've been the ones that have helped to make the history of these clubs We've been the ones who've been following this club. And it is such a disgusting insult to be describing people as legacy fans and, oh, it's got boring. And, and the, you know, as I said, the reason why the youngsters don't have turned off from watching football is because of all the greed involved. Because yeah, of people absolutely. like Florentino Perez, you know what I mean? And it, it, honestly, it, it, it is so... What we're witnessing right now is... Is so it's, you know what it is, Robbie. Uh, you know, we we knew it all along. Uh, uh, yeah. The one exactly. the one thing as Arsenal fans, yeah, I heard you guys, uh, you know, uh, Chris and Paul. I heard you guys talking about how you guys went and you thought you got it right. And uh, the one thing about our guy, we've known all along. He's <laughs> what what he did the other night is no shock because he's been like that all along since day one. He's come in. Yeah. There's not one Arsenal fan that likes that owner because we've seen this coming a long time we've seen that all that guy's about is profit simple as but you know it's just so underhand so disgusting and we've got to do something we've got to take a stand up against this and like like flav said the, the 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 sad thing about it is that if there are points deductions or things like that we the fans are going to be the ones that suffer yeah because we're the ones we actually care about our club we actually care about 
What do you think about it already? And it was something I alluded to before, but like, and we've said this about Redmen TV for years. Is like this thing we you we you have to think about how you conduct yourself because we've got to walk the streets. I've got to take my kids to the shops. You know what I mean? And I would never do something that I would never actively do anything that would bring embarrassment upon myself or the football club or the city because I just don't, it doesn't vibe with me. You know, and this is the problem is, that's the problem with this with this right now is that our owners have embarrassed us. They've embarrassed our fan bases. You yeah. know, they've made us all to look like fucking idiots. You know, and for mm. a variety of reasons, maybe because we all believe, maybe we all drank the Kool-Aid and we all believed in this football fairy tale. And maybe that's why we're all stupid. Everyone's guilty of that, by the way, not just the, not just the fans, you know, the football clubs involved in this. But the fact is they've, they've done something now that's tarnished our football clubs forever. Forever. Yeah. Regardless of the outcome of this, they will always be remembered as this six and what they did and all sorts of derogatory titles that go with it. And we're going to have to live with that as fans forever now because they've chosen to do this. And where the fuck are they? Where are they? Yeah, Florentino Perez true. is the only one. No, you it was true. mentioned before. Rory mentioned it before. Joel Glazer. We we we've had more from Joel Glazer as a, as a as a as the on owner Liverpool's of website United. on Chelsea's yeah. website on Man City's website. Where are Liverpool's owners? Where are Chelsea's yeah. owners? Where I mean, are Spurs how, how owners? Where are City's are, owners? Yeah. Where are Arsenal's owners? Where yeah, are like, 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 like you said, Paul? How cowardly! How cowardly was that last night, right? Yeah. For your owners to push, make Klopp. They know the yeah. questions that are going to be coming his way. How cowardly of them not to even send a representative yeah. to go and speak on behalf of uh, and answer those questions that they know. Liverpool's CEO should be stood outside Anfield on a podium, the same way that Newcastle unveiled Alan Shearer. He needs yeah. to be on the steps with the fans around him. He wants to have a town hall meeting. He wants to get in front of everyone and he wants a loudspeaker. Give him a, give him a loudspeaker and set and have him come down here and explain it to us and explain yeah. what who whose decision this was and why they think it's a good idea and he needs to answer for what they've done. And that should be true of all of owners and representative owners of all of the football clubs involved because it's an absolute disgrace. You're absolutely, sp you're like, absolutely yeah, spot on. Chris, Chris yeah. I just realised at four o'clock I've got to be at the ground. There's a pro there's a protest going on and I'm going to get down Quality. there. Okay, well, well, listen, Rory, thanks listen, so much thanks for, for having for me. Good luck, guys. I'll be in touch. Do Cheers, Rory. Thank you very much, mate. Last point from Chris. Yeah, I think I think for me, you know, th th there's a few things I've kind of lost my tail of thought, to be honest with you. Um, but you know, it's massively important that these owners do speak out on, on why on why they've done this. But it's also important that we get that discourse with them. I don't want this to be yeah. a one-way fucking yeah. broadcast. Yeah, it's got to be yeah. two-way. Yeah. It's got to be a consultation with the fans because you've ignored us for long enough. You have literally bought these football clubs, and you will be in charge of them for a smidgen of their lifetimes yeah. and you are making decisions that will affect us and our families for generations because that's what we are we're not fucking legacy fans we're generational fans because our families are all bought into this and they always will be fans of, mm. of our football clubs you've sold and you've managed to get in on the rich history and work of our fans and former players yeah. not your fucking work for a start and yeah. yet you think you've got the gall to sign up to this shit without us who we as fans for the last hundred years have put you where you fucking are you more 
get out of our clubs. Yeah, 100%. I think you're right. Like, we genuinely need to, like, I really do believe that we need to demand answers. Guardiola said, I've just said this now, he said in the press conference, I would love the president of the committee to go around the world and explain how he got to this decision. And it's great to see, but already Laporte, Sterling and Mendy have retweeted that. Man City's actual Twitter admin shared that quote and the players retweeted it. So they care. They do care. And that's the point I'm making is like, we do need to, as Robbie said, keep up the noise against these players because they're affected by it. They're football fans first and foremost as well. That's why they are where they are. And it mm-hmm. does matter and it does make a difference if we keep speaking out against this because we, we can be futile and think it's not going to change. Yeah. But it, yeah. we'd be surprised. We'd be surprised. But you know what? For years yeah. and years and years, right, I've been jealous of German fans. When I've gone to Germany and see how those fans are, I, I, I've been to games over there and at the end of the game, every single player and the coaching staff come over and thank the fans I've always been jealous of their relationship with their players. Bayern Munich are probably the most hated, now, right? hated the football club. club, and yet they're amazing. They treat their fans and and, and, and visiting fans. The yeah. best football experience I've ever had is going to Bayern Munich in terms of exactly. how we were treated, and they are the Free. Manchester United, are the exactly. evil of German football, Listen, and yet they've Bayern, got the common courtesy. Bayern Munich fans came to our ground, we played them, and they unfurled this banner talking about the ticket prices and that, right? That our fans had to applaud them. I've been so jealous of their fans. And now you see, as soon as this thing was announced, no German club involved. It can't happen in Germany because the fans own the club. Yeah, And, and that's why they weren't invited, Robbie. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and you know, I, I, we, we you now, we, we, you know, like Arsenal now, we owned 100% ownership by... Stan Kroenke, who never comes to a game, doesn't care, doesn't give a toss, and now he's trying to drag us into this Super League. It's, it really is a dark time for, for football. It really is. It is. It is indeed. Uh, right, look, we've had a, a bunch of comments come in while we've been doing this. I'm going to fly through them as quickly as possible. Uh, Michael Nicosia, and Jordan Henderson calling an emergency meeting of the club captains my hero. Uh, Jeans2311 saying, now this is a Super League I can sign up for. What a lineup! Thanks so much, mate. Um, Joseph <laughs> uh, Kenny Tipton, uh, if it was amended to be exactly the same as the UCL structure without UEFA hemorrhaging money earned by these clubs, then would we be opposed it's an interesting question uh, Scott Denham a City fan here from the States the reason I watch European football is because the beauty in a small town club being able to work their way up to the Champions League uh, Scott Denham again uh, saying my local team Detroit City FC has no chance to get into the MLS without paying even though it's still hard absolutely ashamed to be an American right now that we are doing this to the beautiful game um, Will N says how does this all end I worry this will end in a situation that is a stay of execution rather than a real change change and a win for all of us yeah uh, Chris pointed that out really well earlier as well um, Connor Duggan says relegate every team I'll follow Liverpool in any division of the English league but not the billionaires money league uh, JD saying particularly for the clubs owned by Americans could this whole situation be a blessing in disguise should it fail how can they possibly continue well yeah there's going to be some hard questions asked about ownerships uh, Sly Ross and owners making us ashamed of our clubs imagine Joel Glazer on LFC statements Henry is a coward sad that I don't even celebrate Mane's goal last night 
mate. Yep, absolutely, mate. Uh, Joseph K. Tipton back again. All 12 founders together are loss-making and debt-ridden, yet UEFA screw top teams in the UCL. Hate the format, but I think it's been heavily forced. Uh, Evan Alvarado, I laugh at Florentino Perez trying to save football. Young demographic not uh, engaged in watching other excuses at the Spanish TV show. As an MY Red Bulls and soccer fan in general, we don't need saving. Um, there's tons. Tons, thank you so much for everyone who's got involved. There's, there's far too many for me to get through um, on this, but thank you to everyone uh, who's watched. Thank you to the guys who've joined us for this, of course. Um, look, the, 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 the topics will continue. The battle will continue across all the channels uh, and, of course, across social medias and what have you. We, I, the one thing I'll say, and I don't speak, I can't speak for everyone, I can only speak for myself and our personal experience is that, you know, Fans, if fans stand up both individually with their football clubs and even more so in solidarity together, we can make big changes to this game because football yeah. without fans is nothing. There is no product. We are responsible. And that's not just whether you live in the same postcode worldwide, whether you buy a merchandise, you know, whether you turn up and you watch it, watch it on television, or if you go to the grounds and, and, and everything in between. If we stand together and we stand up against this, then they will have no choice but to listen to us. And let's hope they do. Um, but listen, thank you well, so sir. much. Yeah, for myself and Chris from Redmen TV, from Flab from the Fighting Cock, Robbie from AFTV, Steve from um, Esteem Company, uh, Rory, of course, and uh, Mark Goldberg as well from United Stand. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to us. Uh, I hope this isn't the, the end. I hope this is the beginning of something better, uh, but, it, I, I, but it has to be. I, can't, I don't think any of us wants to live in that world otherwise. Uh, listen, thank you to everyone who's tuned in. You guys are all wonderful. Have a great week. Ta-da.